everybody's ready, we're going to kick off the afternoon session. So you're kind to a holding an ish, uh small, Agustina one or DCU. So we have two speakers from Mary I and one uh, from DCU. So rather a Yenis Mud, no go ligum with us a counter, your douche part of Fikina made in dinner. I was like Dara and Teshun and Shin Maha Keshni no Rodil Raw again. So we allow the speakers each in turn for roughly twenty minutes to give their papers and we'll save any questions or comments to the end. By uh, so just write it down if something co- comes to mind. We have plenty of time uh, at the end. So my husband and what and Shin Lashigadina Shin Ian Hickey. It's Maclean Doctorate issued in Lost of Widigan Small. Agasasha a go British doctor we steward and Doctor Eugene O'Brien Sklashishin also will check over a coma. For special lehega a villiat agasibrosici afnet goige. Uh, I just made that term up, which is uh, hauntology. The, the, the English version exists, but there is no equivalent. But the, there is no English equivalent. But he's go. He has a particular interest in. Yeah, which no, engine language? No, it's open doors. I'll spare lungs this guy again. To so press pause for five seconds. Nah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if we go. No, no, ah, no, no, no. no. Thanks for checking. Like, uh, what? 3B, no? See on the. Oh, yes. If yes, you yes. click on the. Is there a 3B? 3B. No, there's a 2B in it. <laughs> <laughs> 2B or not 2B? Actually, okay. just go back to the presentation part. Oh, yeah. The list with all the. Is that? No. See. Panels. Fine. If you go back one level. <laughs> Okay, so we just skip back about 30 seconds there. So, um, Ian has a particular interest in Irish uh, poetry and fiction, Irish theatre, and the hauntology that I already mentioned, and uh, the theory of hauntology. Agus, if we met Ekinch of digging up. Up Spectre Shims, he needs Bob Holmes and Tov Kain Telhege in you. So, could he fall to Riv Ian? So, we just welcome Ian and start. Cheers, thanks very much. So, um, this paper seeks to examine the haunting fun- function of the bog in the poetry of Seamus Heaney through the theoretical lens of Jacques Derrida's Spectres of Marx. The paper, paper argues that the present and future are influenced by spectres of the past through what Derrida would term hauntology, with Derrida himself noting that, quote, a ghost never dies, it always remains to come and to come back." Close quote. In the bog poems, Heaney uses the bog as a way of viewing uh, contemporary violence from a wider, older, northern European perspective. Similarities are drawn between contemporary northern Ireland and that of Scandinavia in the poetry, and it is the circular, repetitive nature of history that enables the poet to locate a plateau outside his primary world to view the events of his present world. The spectre's voice influences and guides the unconscious of the poet and society, in a manner that makes history repeat itself, albeit under a different guise, with Derrida noting that, quote, we inherit the very thing that allows us to bear witness to it, close quote. The function of the bog in the poetry will be traced through the poems Bogland, the Taliban, and Punishment, <coughs> in, order, in order to show how the spectre's voices escalated to coincide with the violence during the troubles in Northern Ireland. Um, the etymology of the word hauntology can be traced to ontology, as in French phonology, the words ontology and hauntology sound strikingly similar. Derrida discusses the idea of hauntology using the spectral figure of the ghost in Shakespeare's Hamlet. 
Like the ghost in Hamlet, the spectre leaves and returns, bearing information from the past to influence and guide the present and future. However, for Derrida, the spectre is not a physical being. It has a non-present presence. The spectre cannot be seen, but exists within and haunts the unconscious of the individual, with Derrida noting that, quote, to be means, for the same reason, to inherit, close quote. One inherits ideas from these spectres and is molded by them. The predominant idea within spectres of Marx is that Marxism still exists beneath the surface, in the unconscious, and can resurface at any time. It never dies, but instead can resurrect itself when it chooses and haunt the present. Derrida notes that, quote, a spectre is always a revenant. One cannot control its comings and goings because it begins by coming back, close quote. Existence is a trace of hauntings, and literary texts are no different. The first of the bog poems within uh, the Heaney canon to be discussed would be uh, Bogland from Door into the Dark, the spectre of the bog team that runs concurrently throughout the next two major collections, Wintering Out and North, is initially manifested within this poem. It sets in motion what is to come. In Bogland, Heaney presents the peat bogs as areas that hoard objects of history itself. The bog functions as, func functions as a receptacle of the past in that it inherits objects of all that has fallen into it, with only a minority of these objects being unearthed in the present. In this sense, it is symbolic of the selective, selective and motivated nature of what we choose to see as tradition, history, or the past. The opening lines of Bogland see Heaney imaginatively projecting himself back to when America was founded. A juxtaposition then unfolds between the world of the prairies and, quote, our unfenced country, close quote, where just as American prairies were given over to those who landed to set up their own fortifications or boundaries, the same process was established in Ireland through the process of colonisation. The violence that exists within the poem is not on the surface, but beneath it, through the silent invasion of the prairies. Just as the prairies were made home to the invaders of America with the seeming limitlessness of their boundaries, so too Ireland has been invaded throughout history. So a quote from the poem here on the left is, um, Everywhere the eye conceded to encroaching horizon is wooed into the cyclops' eye of a tarn. Our unfenced country is a bog that keeps crossing between the sides of the sun. The repetition of history plays a distinct part in creating the myth of the bog for Heaney, with events of the past finding a similar episode in the present, with Derrida suggesting that, quote, What seems to be out front, the future, comes back in advance, from the, back, uh, from the past, from the back, close quote. The absent presence of, uh, absent presence of the um, extinct great Irish elk in the poem has been bounded in peat for centuries and preserved, yet it has again uh, entered contemporary society given that it has been exhumed from the bog. It has returned when it has been presumed forgotten, and this is the precise location of ontology within the workings of the poem. There is also the sense that the elk is a chosen aspect of the buried inheritance of the past that come, becomes operative in the present. By definition, this chosen object is haunted by the thousands of other animals, people, and objects that remain buried in the box and have not been unearthed. This idea can also be extended to link with the notion of a collective memory that is itself haunted by spectres of the past that create the myth of national or communal identity. The bog hoards objects in a timeless state until they are unearthed. A link in the chain of time is made through the image of butter within the text and further deepens the connection between the past and present. So, butter sunk under more than a thousand years was recovered salty and white. Bogland announces the function of the bog rather than its usage within the sectarian element of society. The conscious wariness of the situation which was to unfold over the next two collections after Door into the Dark has its beginnings unconsciously uh, in digging, but consciously in Bogland. Here Heaney granted himself the paraphernalia to enable him to, quote, keep striking inwards and downwards, close quote. It adds an openness and a license to the poet by encountering P.V. Glob's text, The Bog People, to further develop and expand on what has been set out in Bogland. 
The bottomless bag that is presented in Bagland finds a new life in the Talaman from wintering out. The poem is a progression of, of sorts that attempts to encapsulate and deal with the sectarian violence when enacted by the IRA and UVF during the 1970s. P.V. Glad's account of the sacrificial bag bodies in Denmark offered the poet a mythical anchor to support his atavistic mode of writing. Writing of the preserved body of the uh, man found in Talent, Glad notes that, quote, it was as though the dead man's soul had for a moment returned from another world, uh, through the gate in the western sky, close quote. A broader social and cultural world is juxtaposed with contemporary Northern Ireland's predicament. Heaney notes that, quote, opening P.V. Glad's book, The Bog People, was like opening a gate, the same as when I wrote Bogland, close quote. The spectres that reside within the Danish bogs are fused with those of Ireland that exist in the unconscious of the poet and are brought to the fore in the Taliban. <coughs> the eye within the poem redirects the topic of Heaney's um, contemporary world. Indeed, the speaking subject, the eye of the poem, is Janus-faced and polysemic, encompassing past and present in the continuous present of the poem itself. The echoes that rebound throughout the poem uh, look towards the future and rebound uh, back to the past at the same time. The man who was found in Talland was left perfectly preserved, as if returning from the dead to haunt the present. So a quote is, in the flat country nearby where they dug him out, his last rule of winter seeds caked in his stomach. Close quote. The language of violence that follows allows the poet to provide a discourse which encapsulates the, and harnesses the images that have arisen from photographs of victims of violence in both Northern Ireland and Scandinavia, but also those who were offered up to the goddess Nertis in the Danish, quote, man-killing parishes, close quote, of, of Scandinavia. The juxtaposition of the words goddess with the more earthy, quote, dark juices, close quote, or fen and stained, uh, seem to be apparatic. One would associate a goddess with kindness, beauty, and reverence, but instead Nertus is a murderer who claims her sacrificial victims through explicitly sexual and violent means. So a quote is, bridegroom to the goddess, she tightened her torque on him and opened her fen. Those dark juices working him into a saint's kept body, close quote. Here the violent murderous potential of religion is met overt. The poem uh, is deridian in the sense that it harks back to an earlier time and allows for those spectres to influence the present, but in doing so, Heaney treads a fine line of conflict between the past and the present. It arouses the sense that Heaney may in fact be in, part uh, be in part suggesting that from within the context of the period in question, human sacrifice in the past allowed for peace. Heaney himself ponders it as he will quote, uh, will stand a long time, close quote, contemplating the actions of those during the Iron Age in both awe and terror. He notes that when the poem was constructed, quote, I had a completely new sensation, one of fear, close quote. By offering up a Christian basis of communication in, quote, our holy ground, close quote, within the poem, he allows for the victims of Irish violence during the 1920s and 70s to be placed in connection with those of Jutland through the trope of religious sacrifice. Heaney confronts the troubles through analogues that see his world being combined with that of Northern Europe. The violence of his world is conjured in the image of, quote, four young brothers, close quote, being dragged along a track by a train and murdered by the bee specials. Oh, a quote here. The scattered ambushed flesh of labourers, stocking corpses laid out in, farmer, in the farmyards, telltale skin and teeth flecking the sleepers, of four young brothers trailed for miles along the lines. <coughs> Inter interesting, the poet does not seem to pray to a god or goddess, but the talent man himself, who will, he will, quote, pray him make germinate, close quote, the bodies of the four young men. The most striking of all words chosen within the text is parishes. In an Irish context, a parish is a church territorial unit constituting a division within a diocese. 
a parish is under the pastoral care and clerical jurisdiction of a parish priest who might be assisted by one or more curates and who operates from a parish church. Shelley Reese, however, notes that the quote, the word comes from the Greek parochia, which means a sojourning in a foreign land, as well as parochius, which means stranger, close quote. The paradoxical meaning of parishes as to the multiplicity and heterogeneous nature of the bog within the context of Heaney's poetry. In Jotland, the parish of the stranger, the poet notes, quote, I will feel lost, unhappy, and at home, close quote. The third and final of the bog poems to be discussed in this article is, er, paper, is uh, punishment. It, it is the most brutal and vivid of the bog poems. The quote, little adulteress, close quote, of the poem is an Iron Age victim of violence who was murdered as a sacrifice, whereas the contemporary women depicted in the poem are punished because they have had relationships with members of the British Army. Quote, her shaved head like a stubble patch of corn, her blindfold a soil bandage, her noose a ring, close quote. The poem promulgates a comparative exercise between two societies that are culturally the antithesis of each other, temporally, spatially, and ethically. What Heaney accomplishes here is the bringing of cultures that are totally different together in a mythical and spectral haunting of each other. This haunting further strengthens the relationship between both cultures, in that both societies were, um, were of constant violence, with Derrida suggesting that, quote, the spectre appears to present itself during a visitation. One represents it to oneself, but it is not present itself in flesh and blood. The non-presence of the spectre demands that one take its time and its history into consideration. The singularity of its temporality or, or of its historicity. <coughs> historicity. Close quote. The focus of the poem is on the violence that is perpetrated upon the individual as a result of sectarian, uh, as a result of sectarian violence. It is the ordinary individual who is constantly caught up in the violence and suffers at the hands of paramilitary organisations that carried out brute revenge and punishments among the community they were supposedly protecting. The poem sets out to question the acts of violence in both the past and present. The dead girl who resides within the bog is a hauntological figure, not just in a savage sense, but also in a poetic manner. The bog has preserved her body as well as the horrible ideas that have been buried with her, and this poem will further preserve her. Nature has run its course when it has almost transformed her into tree bark, reminiscent of that which is exhumed in bogland. Quote, under which at first she was a bark sapling that is dug up, oak bone, uh, brain, firkin, close quote. It is interesting that once she is exhumed uh, by mankind, the image that follows is a grotesque and showered in violence within the poem. It is as if the earth in which she was buried comforted the body, but the spectres of iron age brutality have lived on above the surface. Nature has kept her safe until she is once again touched by mankind. The lines, quote, they punished you, and quote, my poor scapegoat, close quote, in the poem, written at such close quarters, allow Heaney to disassociate himself from the violence by using they, but at the same time, ever the self-aware poet, he accuses himself of being guilty by association because he has used her. Heaney notes that the poem has a deep, quote, element of self-accusation, which makes the poem personal in a fairly acute way, close quote. He is not violent, nor does he support the violent tendencies of his tribe, but does seem to lament the fact that he has used the uh, Iron Age woman as a poetic pawn, a poor scapegoat, to nourish his thematic approach. Just as she was used to ferment the land through sacrifice in the Iron Age, so she now nourishes Heaney's poetics to deal with contemporary violence in the present, with Jacques Derrida noting that, quote, ghosts also speak different languages, national languages, close quote, and it is this which allows the Iron Age woman to harm punishment. In this sense, Heaney's poetry enacts a process of the spectral as the absent presence of the Iron Age woman within punishment 
is an original repetition of the past upon the present of Northern Ireland. Despite the presence of the pronoun I throughout the poem, I would argue that this is not used in a personal singular sense, but instead functions in a far more universal way in order to encompass the guilt and blame of civilization for allowing these brutal acts to exist within a civilized society. The I is that or the, the eye of the poem is that of the nation's psyche, not the poets. The images of quote a drowned body in a bog, close quote, are of quote brains exposed in darkened homes, close quote are used to shock the readership and force a questioning of these barbaric acts in the past, as well as the present. The acts are as much cultural and ideological as they are sectarian, given that they are repetitious. An array of spectres influence the present state of Northern Ireland as Derrida knows that quote, a heritage is never natural. One may inherit more than once in different places and at different times, close quote. It is nationalist and tribal ideologies that are to blame and not the victims of contemporary society or history. Poetically, Heaney watches from afar, but ultimately does nothing to help. Quote, I who have stood them when your betraying sisters covered in tar, wet by the railings, close quote. The use of your again ties, with, uh, ties the two cultures together in the context of the brutality. The past haunts the present through the overarching figure of the bog body. However, it is not only the poet who has, quote, stood down, stood down, close quote, but society that has allowed and accepted the crimes and actions of the paramilitaries to be perpetrated. The final lines of the poem are undoubtedly the most controversial within the poem, and also the most ambiguous. Quote, yet understand the exact and tribal intimate revenge, close quote. Punishment questions rather than supports the acts. Heaney himself states in the poem that he is against these acts, he is, and is also the one who, quote, will connive in civilised outrage, close quote. He is against these acts, yet like the rest of society, he, would not outwardly, he does not outwardly reject them for fear of reprisal from paramilitary groups. It is the silence in the poem that does the most damage, as this silence enables terrorists to continue with their line of barbarity. The very fact that Heaney brings about these Im that brings these images and questions to the surface cements the notion that he does not support the acts, but understands that, like the rest of Northern Irish society, he has remained silent and, therefore, to some extent, has contributed to the repetition of violence, not just in his land but throughout history. He is questioning the cultural need for the scapegoat and also the misogynistic need to exert dominance over women but at the same time is also questioning the role of the poet, and by extension, the intellectual and the journalist, who records the violence but remains ethically aloof from it. The poem is a questioning of societal realities and values, and not, I will contend, a support of violence. The bog poems discussed here are predominantly focused on the bog operating as an agent of the spectre. The repetition of cultural violence in history has found itself in the streets of Northern Ireland through the guise and influence of the spectre, with Derrida suggesting that, quote, everything begins before it begins, close quote. The spectres that have resided in the bogs in Denmark, as well as in Northern Ireland, have enabled the poet to uh, create a mythical grounding whereby he can examine and produce <coughs> a piece of working art that engages with the ghosts of the past that commonly influence and reside within the psyche of uh, modern society.